This episode of the Good Ship Brothership is brought to you by the idea of me waxing my legs. Just think about it. Go to www. Ow! Take a sip of the pepper's baby.gov today to get 10% off the idea of me waxing my legs today. Today. And now on with the show. Like, he posts about it quite frequently. Yesterday, what? he's like, like... he posts just like, I like Pepsi. Well, like, like just like Pepsi will be like in his Instagram picture. The guy or thinks like, that he memes hard, but he just doesn't. Okay, no, but it, it was actually super funny yesterday. Um, he is sitting there drinking Pepsi, and then like someone beside him made a hand motion and like knocked the can off. Like he was sitting in the lawn chair, like out of that mesh pocket. Sure. And he's like, oh, and just reached out and down to his backpack and just opened up another one and cracked it open. It's like good. He had like four because he steals them from his workplace. That's illegal. Not really. It's like for I employees. Before. Don't encourage that. Speaking of, we eschew. Uh, what was it? It's Pepsi. We eschew Pepsi. Pepsi. Eschew for the dew. Mountain Dew. We got crafted. Mine's crafted with tropical citrus. I'm mine's fully... crafted with dark. Whoa, this is a hot pink color. I'm fully expecting mine it. to. I can see that. Ah, I like, um, can't get a grip on the tab. So the governor of Kuwait ah! actually has sent us some. Dude, uh, I can't open a really? can of. Ah! Ow, it hurts. This is what happens when you're healthy. Can I try? No. Okay. I open mine. No problem. Careful it doesn't overflow. Ooh. Okay, you're good. Mine's completely clear. Yeah. Mine's crafted with dark berries. As you'd want it to be. Okay. No, we got these because we helped uh, film a documentary last weekend, which is some time in the past when this goes live. And so this was part of our like care packages. So thank you, Joseph. I already spiked the mic back there. That must have been when Probably. you got a little excited. No. It wasn't that kind of waveform. I think it was just one of these opening. Mm. I don't think it clipped, though. <sighs> All right, Jason. Let's uh, let's get this yeah. show on the road. We're doing this at two. We're doing this at quarter Ready? after... Okay. No, we're doing this a quarter after four in, on Thursday afternoon before this goes up, and it feels super strange because normally it's like Sunday and it's eleven o'clock, and we're crouched in the basement all sweaty and weird. But now we're in the basement, sweaty and weird, and the gray clouds are looming, sodden and heavy outside our window. Oh my, this is long. This is a long song. That last repetition always takes yeah. me by surprise. You think it's gonna... Oh my word. I thought it was over there too. This is composed by Einon Zur, I believe. It's been a long time since we did this. Uh, Welcome aboard the Good Ship Brothership, the only podcast, podcast to cover film, film, music, gaming, literature, literature and... Electric Boogaloos. <laughs> That's fair. I'm Grant, and this is my brother Jason. Hello. Uh, what are we talking about today, Jason? Tell me. Today we're talking about As two... If I don't know. To... Well, As Grant. if I don't know. Today, we're talking about two brand new albums. We're talking about 68's sophomore album, Two Parts Viper, and Big Thief. I think it's also sophomore. their sophomore album. Yeah. Um, and it is called... Uh, don't tell me. We can never remember the name of this one. I can... I got it in my head right now. It's bouncing around. Uh, capacity. Yeah. Big Thief's sophomore album, Capacity, um, 68, I don't believe we've talked about much on this show, with the exception of their singles for Knee Jerks. Big Thief, we did talk about for our albums of the year last year, because I believe... That was our first episode ever. Yeah. And it got a honorable mention from me, I believe. Number four. Sure. But now their second album's out, so let's see if it's really good. Okay, so we got these two fabulous, beautiful things. Jason's gonna... Maybe fabulous and beautiful. We don't know. No, we know. And uh, <laughs> eyes up can be sixty-eight. Sure, because they have eyes. Those guys. Well, two parts of. That's Viper. a terrible joke. I hate yeah. myself for that. It's eyes up. Eyes up. City. Okay, who wants to go first? I can. Um, we don't have to flap the pap it again. No, I don't want to flap the pap. <laughs> I don't want to flap. Be pap, such a you know good T-shirt. What? That'd be such a good t-shirt. What would? It just says, flap the pappet. Oh. Like, across the front yeah. and, like, bold. 
Some like come on, Ben, uh, Jonathan, uh, Emerson, anybody else who's actually listening this week. Let let's get some let's get some fans. It's the uh, wrong day for this. Let's get a lot of fans, and then we can make merch from every episode. Every episode will have a new T-shirt. Our fans will have will have a subscription service where you just get a T-shirt for every episode. Bro crate. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> We're going downhill already. Yeah, we are. This okay. is going to be a bad 68. episode. 68. Two-part fiber. Here's so, a CD for your, your visual you. reference. So, two years ago, I believe it was, 68 released their first album in humor and sadness. This on the heels of frontman Josh Scoggins' previous efforts um, in The Chariot, and then before that, Norma Jean. Norma Jean, I've never really listened to. The Chariot, I wasn't a big fan of. I think they're good, but it just wasn't my type of music. 68's first album... Uh, skewed a little bit more towards my personal preferences. I liked it. I thought it was fresh, creative. I thought there was like a certain amount of joy in the sound, which I always appreciate. But it still didn't really. It wasn't really for me. Was I'm not. not? A hu- I thought you liked it quite a bit. I liked it, but I'm just not a huge fan of heavy music. I don't know that I ever sat down and listened to the whole thing front to back. Really? Just because really, like I've heard all the songs. Wow, you're weird. And like track nine is so good, and like track but, nine. Is that the one that starts off really punky? No, it starts off really soft. Um, so now with Don't two parts all. Viper coming out, I was very curious to see if it would continue the trend of like winning me over album by album, and it really did. I really connected with this album in a big way. I think it is almost flawless and almost definitely, <coughs> excuse me, almost definitely my second favorite album of the year so far, probably behind Kendrick. It's different enough from their past. Uh, efforts to be interesting but still really has 68 signature sound and I think that's a huge part of this album is they really like cemented a signature sound because now they have two albums out and there's a sort of uh, linearity between the two of them that I really like this album I feel like they fully embraced rock and roll as opposed to last album which was like semi-rock semi-metal to be clear 68 is still a very heavy band like you could arguably still call them metal but I would instead call them like hard rock. I don't rock. think that you could. You don't think so? No. In humor and sadness is, I would say. But this skews a little bit more towards like... I don't think so. I always compare them to Rage Against the Machine. They don't sound that much like Rage Against the Machine. But just so, in terms of um the the heaviness factor, if that makes sense. I think it's sort of similar. Yeah. I um, think they also... There's like a lot of Nirvana in, the, right. in that sound too. And like you're saying their first album... Could be classed as metal. Well, they sound kind of Nirvana meets Rage Against the Machine meets The White Stripes. Yeah, and that's fair. None of those bands are metal. That's true. So I don't think that they're even close to being metal. And I don't know that I, or I think I would agree with you for this album. Um, I think they fill sound excellently. Sixty Eight is just a two piece band. There's just uh, Josh Scoggin who sings, plays guitar, and then Michael McClellan drums, and they fill the sound so well. It's like still this bare fairly stripped down like elemental sound but it never sounds like anemic or you never think like man they sure could use a couple extra tracks there are some moments in the white stripes catalog where you are listening to it and it sounds a bit too painfully much like uh somebody who can't really drum playing the drums and a good guitarist coaching them along and you can just you can just really hear like it's just a guitar and it's just drums, which is fine. And that was the point of it. But there is a certain weakness, weakness of uh, sound to it. You also that. have to bear in mind Meg White categorically sucks and Michael McClellan is awesome. So Michael McClellan, yeah. There. That, He's that a very a big good thing. drummer. They, um, they really hold each other up in terms of on record. And I've watched so many videos of their live performances. And Michael McClellan... You know, God bless Josh Goggin, but the guy is not, you know, Jimmy Page. No. The guy's a fine guitar player, but, like, he is sloppy as all get out because he is, like, never still in a live performance. And Michael McClellan does such a good job of being vigilant on that and, like, pairing his drum sounds and his drum playing up with his, up with uh, Josh's guitar playing to kind of create something greater. That's uh, one of the things I have here. That's one of the biggest pluses for this album, but it's difficult to quantify in like a review. Is their chemistry is just, just so did. apparent 
when you listen to it, it they just like flow together so well. It doesn't sound like they used a metronome at all for the album, just because like I'm sure they must have. You think so? Yeah, beats vary so much though. It just sounds so like free and unrestricted. If they use a metronome, I mean, kudos to them because it does not sound like it to my ears. I mean, with my band, who's recording an album right now, keep your eyes open, people. Uh, we have a lot of time changes in songs, and the thing is, if you can peg that, like, every song has an ideal tempo, and when you find that tempo mm-hmm. in a metronome, you can stitch together whatever, yeah. you know, you could stitch together the most drastic transition, and so long as it's the right tempo for the song at each point, it pretty much flows very yeah, naturally. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. The only, I feel like I don't really have criticisms for the album, but like... Like, on a good paper, when your teacher writes, like, where you should go from here or something, instead of, like, weaknesses. I think where they need to go from here is diversify in tone a little bit more. At this point, I think they've done a good job of... Thank you. At this point, I think they've done a good job of, like, they have some heavy stuff. They have some light stuff. It sounds different. But then in terms of, like, Josh Scoggin's actual guitar tone, it's just not varied that much. And I'd like to see him experiment with different tones a little bit more... I'd like to see what Michael McClellan would do with, like, a different drum set. Like, he just, he has a lot of crash. He doesn't have a lot of ride. Like, I saw on Facebook just recently that he purchased a, uh, oh, no, the do. He purchased a vintage Gretsch drum kit. Nice. And is going to go drive and pick it up. Just because I think that for two albums, this sort of sound has worked out well for them. But if they put a third album where the guitar tones and beats were as consistent, I would be a little bit sad because I feel like they've been there, done that. Mm. Um, And then the only other semi-criticism I had is I feel like a few of the tracks just didn't stick out to me as much and they felt more like stuff that could have belonged on In Humor and Sadness. But that's such a minor gripe. I don't know. It's just, it's a fantastic album. There's so much emotion behind it. Like, almost no one does emotion like 68. Um, like Scoggin. Like Scoggin. And I feel like In Humor and Sadness was a bit more of an angry album. I don't think this is an angry album quite as much. When I listen to In Humor and Sadness, I feel like I would just get angry every time. But, I mean, Two Parts Viper has a little bit more groove, a little bit more jam. And I think I like that a lot more. Maybe I uh, agree. That mostly concludes my review. Uh, I think I started writing down out of 10 what I think an album would be, just sort of arbitrarily. I would put down Two Parts Viper as a solid 9 out of 10, because I have very few criticisms with it, aside from maybe a slight lack in diversity. Um, my standout tracks are Eventually We All Win, The Workers Are Few, and Death Is a Lottery, all of which are fantastic tracks. And like... Ugh. It's so good. Like, watch for this on our album of the year, for sure. Oh, well. You know nothing of my opinion, sir. Yeah, you hate it. This sure. Is, yeah. So the first I thing I have to... Kleenex. S- uh, or, can you hand me a Kleenex? I'll stand yeah. in the corner you so I'm away from the mic. Yeah, thanks. Please. Here, okay. pull your nose on that. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it great that we have audio recording yeah. of that happen, but happening, but nobody will ever know what I just did to you? I've never seen somebody respond so positively to physical abuse. But then again, I have hardened him. He's just a callous of a man. Okay, so two parts Viper. I mean, those of you who know me, which is everybody who's listening. Hey, guys. I love you all. Um, I think pretty much everybody knows slash knew that I was going to like 68, whatever they came out with, pretty much. Because their inhumor and sadness uh, was... One of my absolute favorite albums of the year. It came out when? What year did this come out? That's 2015. Probably. 2014. 2014. Apparently. Excuse me, madam. Oh, singe. Uh, but it may have. Uh, we may have gone in 2015 or something. But anyway, it was one of my favorite albums when it came out of that year, and uh, was kind of one of the things that made me stop and think. Oh yeah, like good music still being made now. Maybe I should put my ear to the ground. And discover some of the stuff as it comes out, because that's a really exciting feeling. Um, 
Let me just start off by saying the cover art for Two oh, Parts Viper. I meant to mention that. Ooh, it's so cool. It's a Viper. No, it's... Okay, this is one of the things that does bother me. It's not a Viper. It's a Cobra. Whatever. It should be Two Parts Cobra. Which would also be good Vipers album. don't have hoods. I'm pretty sure I Googled it when I saw the album. I'm going to Google it while you talk, okay? Because I was like, this is bothering me. I think that Vipers do not have hoods, okay, and yet they have us. Anyway, and the snake's kind of coiled up there, and then he's got lightning bolts coming off his fangs, and then he's got the 68 logo, which Just is Just Google 68. it, man, if you're listening to this. Jeez. Jason. And he's got the 68 logo, like, on the back of his hood, and then there's just a really cool, just yellow-greeny circle in the upper left corner that just says Two Parts Viper. And it's pink and yellow, which are kind of seem to be their colors, or at least pink, and it just looks so so good like it's a great cover the inside of the uh, cd case i don't care so much for this stuff it's kind of like a strangely high resolution photograph of michael and josh who are very handsome beautiful and talented men no doubt but i don't think it fits as well like this stuff on their previous album i got both of the cds sitting right here folks where it's just like their silhouettes in pink and they're like backlit I like that a lot. I like the I'm shot of them, though. I not, want to see what they look like. I mean, yeah. I you can see what they look like. Like, this stuff here, this, like, stylized stuff, this is yeah. what I feel like is 68, because they're raunchy. But that's, like, a very, very, like, insanely minor quibble. Uh, the cover looks great. Oh, I have one more thing I didn't talk about. Go. Go for it. Just run. Uh, some of the best writing in music now. Like, especially in heavier music, I feel like there's a stigma, the even if it's not a fair stigma that heavier music oftentimes doesn't have meaningful or poetic writing behind it um but i feel like this album is fantastic he has uh spoken word in is it in what more can i say the final track he has like that big spoken word piece no 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 what more can i say is the one with the backwards guitar for like oh, yeah. 17 minutes i think that one's probably um, but he has these pieces of poetry and like spoken word in at least one of the songs and his writing is just fantastic no and powerful um i appreciate hearing music this good come out of a christian band band of christians whatever you want to say they're just whatever so good well it's just people are it's not a whatever Christ, you want to say christian band it's a band of christians oh i almost get it right him. but then he didn't yeah i missed but yeah, writing is fantastic. Sorry, carry on. So, I mean, I love the album. It'll definitely be on my uh, favorites of the year. It's a really pleasing ripening of the ideas that we yes. heard on their first album, which was um, had a beautiful, beautiful spontaneity to it in terms of Josh Scoggin coming off of uh, a long and really honestly legendary career with 68 with the chariot sorry with the chariot yeah and norma jean before that and norma jean before that norma jean's still going with different members not the same band should change their name but anyway um and it was clear that you know he was still drawing from what he knew but um but that he was very hungry for something different and then you had um track the final track on in humor and sadness which really sounded like a chariot b-side yeah um and then there were still like you said the their previous album their first album was looser and uh more spontaneous sounding this sounds much more thought out from the moment they announced that they were doing a new album i was intrigued to see what they were going to do because they had been touring with their first with humor and sadness um which they wrote in like and recorded in like a week or something without having toured together or really played together before. Yeah. And now they've done like a year, two year long tour, I guess two years. A two year long tour. Which is you're gonna you're gonna think about, you know, you you just your dynamics will change. Your songwriting practice will have evolved. What you know that you can pull off live has evolved and changed and what you what sells well live has evolved and changed. And so I was excited to see what they would have done with that kind of process. And I was not, well, I wouldn't say pleasantly surprised because I don't think I was really surprised, but I 
they fulfilled my expectations. You get that kind of like easing into After Effects. You get echoes and uh, crazy stuff applied to drums and uh, guitars and vocals and just nice little garnishes on the songs that you know and they know that they're not going to be able to do live, but that's okay because now they've reconciled what they can and can't play live. And I think that that was something that I really like to hear. Yeah. I mean, why would you want a recorded album that sounds just like a live show? Like, Well, I mean, it could be like, yo, if, say, Dawes, the band Dawes, their latest album is like 100% live in a studio, Uh, like vocals and everything. And that's kind of, not only is it an exercise for the band in creating a polished sound just live, but it's like, yo, this is how good we are live. Yeah, that's true. We are so confident in our live game that it's going to be our studio game too. Which is quite phenomenal. Yeah, but anyway. I'll, I'll give you that. I digress. I think that this album has just like, you know, way better production. The songs are much more polished even though they still have that spark of spontaneity to them. I just think that they they sound more ripe and less ragged at the edges, mm-hmm. but they have kept that original charm. It's a bit of a blessing and a curse, because In Humor and Sadness had such a great, ragged... Like, it did sound like what you thought your rough-and-ready garage recordings would sound like when you were 17, you know? I honestly don't miss the sound, though. I feel like they no, still no, have no, kept no, their no. rawness. Inhumor and sadness will exist forever, you know, this as an album, as a piece of art. And so I don't think I think that it would be wrong to wish those conditions on this album. I'm just saying that's one of the differences. Yeah. And it could be a blessing, it could be a curse for different people. Um there like in uh No Apologies, where, which is the song you're talking about with a spoken word, yeah. which oh. is interspersed by some of the wildest guitar tone I've ever heard in my life. With this slamming, like, yeah. grating and uh, skittering and... Fu- it's like that. Like a We've fuzzy... We've this before. Like, guitar chords. What? We've discussed your belching on the show before. On the, the show. Dude, I'm drinking Mountain Dew okay. here. You it's gotta do the do. coming up from within me. I'm not gonna stop it. How's yours? Is it good? It's pretty good. Yeah, mine's pretty good, too. Yeah. You can try it if you want. I'm a little sick still. Yeah. It's like... Is that okay? I mean, you're definitely past the contamination yeah, zone. You can try some mine too. And if like, you want. I've definitely okay. whatever you have, I'm too strong to get it. Yeah, so, okay. your rickets. Oh, yours is nice and light and citrusy. Wow, yours is very round and plump, and it is pl- plummy. <laughs> I might prefer yours slightly, but they're both pretty good. Can I have another Kleenex, please? I guess. Okay, here's have a, have a Kleenex. Conclude your thoughts. Oh, jeez. I've just smashed my <laughs> monitor. We're all over the place today. <laughs> okay, so yeah. the But the guitar tones and no apologies, uh, like absolutely nuts stuff, like wild and wacky and what I love, what I want to hear from, you know, a band like this. I, there, there would be, there are a few things that make me detract. He's got a lot of, uh, here I go, to get my prop which is a guitar. He does a lot of this kind of, you know... Like, he does a lot of just minor E pentatonic, Scotland, that is. And in so many songs, it's just... (laughs) That's true, yeah. And, like, that could come back to bite them in the future if that becomes a crutch for now i don't think it's much of a problem but it is kind of like it's one of the reasons why people keep comparing them them to like the black keys and white stripes and that sort of thing and there's nothing wrong with doing that sort of thing and on this album there's more uh chord based stuff Mm. like is that the workers are few i think so yeah that's such a good song and this also goes back to what i was saying like I feel like they got away with it, and it wasn't too big of a deal for two albums, but, you know, don't do it again. Yeah. We're, we'll just play a little bit of this. Yeah. So I love, like, that. That's killer. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, and they did do more stuff like that on this album, 
but there still is that spark of, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It works for them. So, you know. And here, here's something that we've, we've discussed before, Grant and I, off the air many times, because we do talk when we're not on the show as well, um, basically nonstop, that usually with bands, <coughs> the first album is quite good, the second album is the best, and then oftentimes it falls away from there. And is that what we said? That's what we said, yeah. Second album's usually the best. Like, think of good number of bands. <laughs> um, and then all, well, I'm, I'm thinking of the sure. killers. I, like, a lot of people do think Hot Fuss is better, though. Uh, definitely not Cage the Elephant. Uh, definitely. Or did we say the third was the best? No, I think what you're thinking of is games, because we were discussing video oh, games. Oh, maybe and so. I don't know. Hang on. Second video game in a franchise is almost always the best, because they still have that spark of creativity and and ex- exploration they had, and they still have new ideas, but they've refined their game mechanics, so it's empirically better. But anyway, I appreciate then, the idea. But also, we've said before that two good albums in a row is impressive, but three is what's really phenomenal. Like, what's think of, up, Kendrick Lamar? I was just going to say, think of Kendrick Lamar, I would say the Milk Carton Kids, U2, I think, had three in the middle there. And so if 68 can put out a third phenomenal album, then I'll be like... You guys are awesome. They probably will. I think it'll be... I hope so. Uh, but I feel like what they need to do... like This is an excellent brace of albums. Yes. But what they can't do from here is keep iterating mm-hmm. in this kind of like, for the most part, minor... These minor ways. Like, they can't. you can't keep polishing mm-hmm. this, you know, gem. Or else it's just going to be... It's going to be nothing. And it's going to be... You're going to lose all that roughness that you like in, in this album. So, for the next album, they do need to do something a little different, whether they throw on some more synthesizers or play their instruments backwards. I don't know. Um, And overall, then, I'd just like to say, I think that this album is less consistently great than In Humor and Sadness, but I think the high points are higher, and the lows are just ever so slightly less. Yeah. I really... Like, I... Don't know which one I'd choose. I mean, I know In Humor and Sadness so well because I listened to it like crazy until my ears bled. And I'm sure I'll do the same with Two Parts Viper. But I that's just my initial, you know, impression. So my would you standout agree? tracks. Yeah. I want to compare these to mine. Go ahead. My standout tracks. You've got this one on yours too. The Workers Are Few. Yeah. What we just played. It's a really cool song. Kind of Nirvana-y. Um, what more can I say? Which mm-hmm. is the closing track, which gets a little tedious with the backwards guitar when it's just him screaming for like three minutes over backwards guitar chords. Not a massive fan, but yeah. Zzz. But it's an amazing song. I like it as a closer, and I like what it says. And uh, life is its design. Yeah. I was shocked that you didn't have that on That's your top true. three. That's I totally thought because it comes in with just the dirtiest. Uh, Death is a lottery is just so good. It is. The whole album's yeah. super good. And speaking of super good, let's go on to Capacity by Big Thief. <laughs> you have no idea what I'm going to say about this. So, let me start, because <laughs> I don't have as many thoughts. First of all, I would like to say, when an album comes out in a perfect world, I would have a couple of months to listen to it. But a since do- we have to do this... A doable thing is to have, like, three weeks to a month. We listen to most of this over, like, a week and a half or two weeks... So I just want to get out there. In my case, a couple days. I want to get out there. My opinions will probably change. I would like for us to revisit this in a couple episodes, like just for five minutes. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because I feel like I should start by saying in my review, I think this is a grower album that I would appreciate more over time. So with that out of the way, everyone understands that. Thank you. I think this album is all right, but I was a little bit disappointed by it. I think... Oh, no, no, no. Capacity by Big Thief. Yes. Second release by Big Thief, Saddle Creek Records. I don't know why yeah. I remember their label and not... Big Thief is a... Cooking vinyl. I would call them an alternative folk band. I don't know what you would call them. Indie rock. Hipster. Indie rock, hipster, trash. They're not... like the They're just like hipster trash. Not in that they're trash, but... We know what you mean, yeah. Jason. Um... I think the album just drags and drones too much at times. I feel like it's a little bit too angsty, like it's not a phase mom kind of thing. Um, 
I think at, the guitar- at this point it probably isn't. Yeah, <laughs> that's that could true. be a problem. <laughs> I think the guitar tones, and I'll go back to the guitar more later, are often okay, but I think sometimes they're too much treble. And is it overdrive? I was trying to think of the effect. Well, the, see, there's they use they're, they're, ging, 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 hold ging. on, hold on, hold on. There's overdrive, and then there's distortion. Uh-huh. Distortion is like you take a clean signal and then apply the distortion to it, resulting in. It's it's like sixty eight. I think it's overdrive. Sixty eight is overdriven yeah. and then distorted. Overdrive is more. I think the sound of a cr- it's a cranked amp. Yeah. So like classic rock is more overdriven. So that that was useless information. Yeah, okay. But but this this album is definitely overdrive. I was saying yeah. There's <clears throat> so much of that to the extent that it is sort of uncomfortable to listen to loudly and not in the rock and roll way. Just in that like. Jeez, man, roll off the highs Just a little perforating bit. Perforating my ears. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the writing is evocative and creative and does connect the listener to the story being told. I don't think it's on 68's level of writing, but I still think it's well above average, well worth listening to for that, tells a good story. I certainly think that there's... Excuse me. I certainly think that uh, one of the album's big strengths is the writing. Um, I think the drummer actually does a very good job of keeping it moving, keeping the instrumentation connected, um, really giving a feeling of motion, which I think is super important in a lot of music. I don't think he's exceptional, but I think he just does his job very well, um, and I applaud him for that because he doesn't get carried away. Like I feel, I feel like a lot of the other members get carried away when they really shouldn't, but I think he kind of keeps it reeled in. I think... Uh, at its best, the instruments and vocals all blend together to form like this chill music um, that would be like really good to listen to at nighttime driving through a city, you know, like just this kind of chill, moody, but not depressed, lyrics based. What? Well, I was just, I think it's more moody than that. It's like you're remembering that girl who you were in love with when you were 14 in the summer and then you're cruising through the city and you see somebody who looks kind of like her and you break down crying and vomiting all over the steering wheel and shivering so hard that you set off the airbags yeah though to say might not be a bad thing also i want to note the guitarist makes me so uh sad i guess (laughs) and here's why hear me out he's the reason you're shivering and vomiting hear me out i think the guitar sometimes is fantastic. Like I was listening to, especially some of the early tracks. I, there's just so much potential there. It at at his best, I love his tones. I love his rhythm. I love the composition. I think it's great. But I just think sometimes he like I don't know if he forgot to take out his earplugs, or if he just I don't know. But then at times it all falls apart, and I feel like it's just a little bit keening and a little bit uncreative, and just, frankly, a little bit irritating at its worst. So I think there's just a huge variance in quality there. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I think that there are some tracks that altogether are fantastic. My standout tracks, as I close this out, are Shark Smile, Watering, and Coma. I think especially Shark Smile is, like, a fantastic song. But... How they evolved from their first album troubles me like a little bit because I feel like they emphasized some of the parts that I didn't like as much and then and then minimized the parts that I did like. So like there's less acoustic on this album than the old album. I feel like they have more energy, but it's not really directed towards that that last album came out last year, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. which shout out to them for having like two albums in two years. I well, think that's... that might that might be part of the issue. But yeah, that's knows, true too. Maybe it wasn't ready. So I feel like the writing is equal or took a slight step down. I feel like the guitar has more highs and more lows, but probably took a step down. The bass, I realized when I was almost finished my notes, I had no notes about the bass because I don't even know what he does all album. He's just not even there. And then the drummer is definitely decent, but like, I think he does a good job, but he's just not a standout, which is okay. Um... Overall, I put down that I think I would give the album roughly a 6.5 out of 10. I think it's definitely worth listening to. Writing's good. I'm glad they're making music, but I 
really hope they can do better next album. Yeah. But I want to keep listening to it, and I want to do an update, because it might grow on me a little bit. Pass me the tissue and give me a review. Oh, my word. Jason's been sick for, like, a month. About a week and a half. Like, he's got... It is way too long. Do you have the immune system of, like... Like, I don't know. No, you know what? Everything has a better immune system than you. (laughs) Just... Anyway, okay. So, Big Thief's capacity. Um, I kind of... I'm kind of curious, just before I go into this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That sounded mighty. That burned. Oh, man, the citrus. Man, I did the do. Oh, the dude did me. I do not regret it. The dude did me. I did the did. That was bad. I'm sorry. Okay. Now, I'm curious, just before I jump into this, quick point form, what do you think my opinion's about to be? Um, Because you know me decently well. We've known each other for two years. I expect you're going to like it more than me just based off your reaction. I would expect you not to like it very much, but I think you're going to like it quite a bit just based off your reaction to my review. I think you're going to like it more than me, which is not what I would expect. Okay. But that's my prediction. You're going to... Well, you know... My prediction is that you would give it roughly a 7 out of 10. 7.5. Well, hold tight to your uh, bra strap, because here I go. Don't actually. Sorry. Okay. I'm going to start off with the cons, and then I'll try and flow through into the pros. Okay. Flow to the pro. So, what struck me... Now, I did not do nearly as much listening to this album as I would like Same. to have done. Straight up. Uh, and we will revisit both of these. Do you put it on the notes? Hmm? What? Do you make a note of that? No. I will. No. Um, you, you don't earn the keyboard. The keyboard earns you. I'll earn your keyboard. No, you won't. <laughs> That's true. Not after saying that. Uh, okay. Uh, re... Revisit. This is great podcast. Yeah, why aren't we doing this afterwards? Two parts because you are all. Like, no, I was hurt. just gonna do yeah, it. You were afterwards, and, and then you have two. You have two spaces before the new arcade fire after this last. So that's yeah, you're right. Too. Well, okay, you know what? I'm gonna poke you in the throat. Do you want me sword. to just do your review? No, let's. Oh, I can just weird. read your notes. Two parts of Viper, and this one capacity. Capacity. I'm sorry. Where are you going? I just have to use the washer. Is it gonna be a long one? <laughs> like midlife. Okay, well hurry up. Holy Moses. Just review it. No. I'm not gonna review it because he's not gonna understand the, you know, uncanny. S- I don't know if you can still hear me. You might be doing that little brother thing, like waiting outside the door to hear what I'm saying. There are uncanny similarities between our two reviews. But he has almost pegged me dead to rights in that I think I liked this album slightly more than him. I listened to it like three, maybe four times uh, yesterday at work uh, through pretty crappy earbuds, which I know, you know, I know. It's not the best way to listen to it, but yo, Neil Young says any speaker is good enough to tell if the music's good, to which I say... Then in that case, Neil, why were you selling a $1,000 iPod ripoff? Because you it had higher fidelity, you old, crazy Canadian man. <clears throat> I really don't want to do a cut here, uh, but this is pretty... We're, we're not even at 40 minutes. This is kind of unprecedented, everybody. This could be our shortest episode of this show ever. After the, this, we're also doing a knee jerks to uh, to the new Killers uh, single, "The Man," which I heard in passing once this morning, uh, and that'll be up before this actually goes live. Excuse me, because this is Thursday afternoon. We'll record the knee jerks, which will be like super short, and then we'll release it immediately, and then this will go up tomorrow. I think we might do something a little different with Knee Jerks, too. I think we might try it in video format and have it timed as well. Because I think, you know, two 60-second reviews, 
plus a little chatter on either side say like three minutes upload a three minute video to Facebook make it maybe a, just a Facebook thing it doesn't have to be a YouTube thing could be could be a good idea everybody can hear you doing up your pants why would you not even do that while you walked over here it's on my phone sure Okay, so I didn't do any review. I was just yeah, telling the people something I haven't even told you. I think we should do knee jerks as videos from your phone. From my phone? Yeah. Because okay. like if it's if we're doing two sixty second reviews of like a single or something. But like still with audios with the ribbon mics. No. No? No. Just make it like even faster, more immediate. Just shoot a video with your phone okay. on the gorilla pod okay. and then just post it to Facebook. Let's do that right after. Yeah, that's what I told them we were gonna do. <laughs> Where is the grill bag? You must have it. Yeah, it's in here. I can't share dirty these, thief. though. You dirty thief. I'm a big thief. Okay, so... um, Look around for it while you talk. No, you, okay? you're not going to find it, dude. Just chill out. Listen to my review okay. and pay we do the attention. Review. We're at 40 minutes already, except we'll probably cut a bit out. But... No, I think it's all gold. Let's cut everything you say out. <laughs> okay, sure. It'd be a terrible episode. Yeah, I know. So, start right in. The problems for me began, and... I know I was listening with crappy earbuds, but, you know, they aren't that crappy. The problem begins with the production. The mix sounds yes, off. Yes, I should have mentioned this. The drums sound like they were recorded in a living room and covered with blankets. The bass is one fraction of a fader move away from mute. I feel yes. so bad for that bassist who is essentially just not needed at this point, really. Like, oh, yeah. Just, you know... Pack up your P-Bass, go home, dude. Nobody can hear you. Um, the... Oh, that lead guitarist. Somebody needs to shoot him in the knees and send him home. <laughs> like, <laughs> you didn't even like it sometimes? Like, I found it hot and cold. No, yeah. I he, Sometimes he was fine, but never was I like, Ooh, that's a good lick. Sometimes I was. Does. But, like, on... Um, what? The title track, Capacity. Yeah, not a good where song. Where it's just One like this favorite song. churning, grinding growl while Adrian, who's the lead singer, the female, uh, she's got a gorgeous voice yeah. while she kind of fights this keening, feedbacking, screeching, slashing guitar. That I like. The guy must think he's Nels Klein or something, but yeah, he's not. Absolutely. Like, serve the song buddy and i know that this all has you know some people i i was looking at uh the metacritic for it here and like it's got 90 yeah, decent reviews uh 10 out of 10 90 85 80 80 75 and then 160 which, which is, is around where i would be lukewarm um but like the overall based on 12 critics is 81 on metacritic and it's 8.8 .8. Uh, on the user score. User scores so, are always high. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, like... Yeah, people like I'm it. I'm surprised at how... how good, Because the the audio quality is just not very good. Like, the mix is bad. Yeah. And that lead guitarist is bad. And, like, he just takes this great big dripping, out-of-key, sloppy chord-playing brush and just splatters it all over these nice, subtle songs that Adrian's written. And I think that, would you agree that the writing has quality? I'm coming to it. Okay. Um, I, like, I would love to see what this band would sound like with a tasteful, tasty, Stratocaster-toting, like, R&B guitarist who just does that dink-a-dink, like the yeah. stabby, kind of subtle chord work that would fit right underneath this so nicely. Um, at times, though... He does do decent enough job when he's not trying to take center stage exactly. and play like a wankerific terror fest of a grinding, shrieking solo thing. I don't even know. Jason, there's a button below it like every other disk drive you've ever seen in your entire life. He's messing with my computer while I'm trying to podcast. When he's not trying to do solos like that, um, he's, he's fine. Like when he's, he, he can, it seems like he could play the guitar and I don't know if for his more experiment, more experimental moments, he just hands the guitar to a chimpanzee and turns everything up to 11, but that's what it sounds like he does. Um, but in their finer moments, the two guitars wind together in an almost radio head like fashion. And yeah. when I made that association in my mind, as I was listening to 
to the album, I kept hearing bits and pieces of Radiohead in this, which is obviously never a bad thing. And it wasn't like, because you're frowning Shout here. out to Tom York and Johnny Greenwood. Hey, boys. You guys are Every band should sound more like you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. Anyway, uh, it, you're frowning as I say that, so it's definitely a subtle thing. It's more in the chord choices and maybe the vocal melodies in one or two spots that really evoke Radiohead for me. Um, but, you know, that's there, and I like it. I think that Adrian's Adrian Lenker is the uh, their uh, lead singer. Oh, and here my notes say Coma sounds a lot like Radiohead to me. Yeah, just the way the guitars work. Adrian's a very very gifted songwriter and a great vocalist. And uh, on a number of occasions, I was given the chills. And on a number of occasions, I think the songs transcended. You know, poor production and they, grinding yeah, guitar. Yeah, they got through it, especially when the guitarist wasn't playing. Um, they got through it and you know imparted something to me, and that is that's what it's all about, right? I mean, '68 did that a lot more, but and still um, sounded good. Yeah, uh, but it's also because you know we've discussed this a bunch. I've discussed it with most of the people who listen to this podcast, but. Uh, I've never been able to get into music where a fem- where it's female vocal led, just because I can't identify with that voice. But with this, I found myself, you know, kind of identifying. Aside from Sia, God bless you, girl, girl power, you go. Um, but I did find myself identifying and meeting these characters and understanding the stories in the world and conjuring up images. And that's a great compliment. Like, she is just a great lyricist. I think so, too. And she needs to not be in this band. Because (laughs) the rest of the band, with the tepid, like, ride I think the drummer's okay. The drummer's understated. Can you imagine what she could be capable of with, like, the dude from The National? Like, not not him specifically, but somebody who takes cues and, like, actually puts muscle and spirit into drumming. But I would like to throw out, I think that the understated drummer is super needed compared to the guitarist. I feel like even oh, yeah. I feel like even a good fancy drummer would drag him down. But you listen to you listen to like the song capacity. Yeah. The drummer and the guitarist are on opposite wavelengths. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. guitarist thinks that he's in like early David Bowie and the drummer thinks that he's playing jazz. And it's just it's like, what are you guys doing? Um, but I did, you know, I think the songwriting's good. I think Adrian Lenker, I really hope that she has a long, successful career, and I hope the guitarist doesn't. I hope he has a short, <laughs> unsuccessful career, oh. and I hope that, no. I he's don't, not I, horrible. He's just pretty bad. I he's quite bad. And I do, I would love to see Adrian, like, get a larger band complete with, you know, piano and maybe a horn or two and some excellent musicians together and like hear a more fleshed out soulful rendition of these songs that are just a little too hipster for their own good i feel like the first album which i looked up and actually has a 79 on metacritic so worse like lesser regarded which i find interesting because i liked it much more I think the first album was a better pairing to her voice because it was a little bit more stripped down and not bloated and sounding horrible. And it was still produced kind of mediocrely, but the instrumentation she, was sparse enough. She has notice. an amazing voice. Like, she could cut through almost anything. Oh, yeah. Uh, my standout tracks were the first track, Pretty Things, which mm-hmm. I thought was uh, nice. It's all right. If a little lurid. And uh, Mary, which is the track that definitely, for me, was like the... Boom. And like, I, yeah, for some, I don't know why, but I was just hit by it. And like, in a weird way, it reminded me of Jeff Buckley. Like, with these kind of agile, strange, and foreign chord choices. And like, her voice is kind of similar to Jeff Buckley's just because it's a woman. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's fair. Um, And just the, the lyric choice, I think. It's Mary, Mary is the track that is. The track Mary is um, almost worth listening to the entire album for, I think. 
So would you say because I try to try to do this after every review? And I think I think that track's just a piano in her singing. Should something like should that. whoever listening the listeners should they listen to this album or not? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it, like, I think it's absolutely worth listening to, even though I wouldn't give it a glowing review. Listen to it for the songwriting. Her singing is great. Uh, you'll get mad at the guitarist a couple times. <laughs> That's natural. What I would say is listen to it so that you listen to Masterpiece because Masterpiece is just a much better album. But I haven't really listened to Masterpiece. Writing is similar, but still, yeah, everything else is better. Okay, so that opinion. was my. What do you think of that? You, you were pretty much dead on, and I said basically everything you said, but better. Yeah, <laughs> true. No, that's not you. True. You were harsher on the guitar. I think I still oh. would hold. There were some songs like uh, let me reference my uh, and notes also quickly. let me just throw this out yeah. there. We didn't read entries from Wikipedia because neither of these albums have entries on Wikipedia because that's how ahead of the times we are. <laughs> Bang! Like a song like Shark Smile. Listen to that, and the guitar didn't bother me once. But then, just as I was listening to the whole album, it would just build up till it was this cacophony of garbage. It like his, all gu- his, work- his guitar playing gets pretty yeah. trash, especially towards the middle cuts kind of thing. Yeah, the the worst uh, review on Metacritic from an actual critic says it's from Mojo, Midway. Things meander. Yeah, Adrian yeah, Lanker's what Lude? pellucid? Google Why it. do you use Let's words Google. like that? Jeez, people are so The episode so is basically... Okay, thank you for listening Elucid. to the Good Ship Brothership episode 13. This is our six-month... Translucently month. clear. Lucid in style or meaning. Isn't Easy that understood. redundant? Translucently clear? Yes, As opposed to what? Like, like... Yeah. That's, a real, clear. that's a real Cormac McCarthy word. <laughs> Pellucid. Anyways, I'll have to whip that one out at a party. It won't be the only thing I whip out at a party. Um translucent transparent clear crystal clear crystalline glassy limpid Limpid. you're limpid thanks no problem (laughs) so this is actually our six month anniversary of doing this yeah that's right i'm very glad we're doing this it has been pushing us to discover new art and sometimes it's (laughs) grant literally almost just fell backwards he like leaned back on his chair to look all cool and then just almost fell over. Well, it's because you've pushed me into the no, extreme corner. Yes, you have, okay. man. Well, it's a small. Actually, room. I also think that my carpet's moved over yeah. quite a bit. <laughs> Let me give a small speech. Uh, I really appreciate that the show has pushed me, and I think it's pushed Grant as well to discover new art. And I appreciate. Thanks, man. And I appreciate uh, the conversations we can have with all three of you who uh, listen to this all the time. (laughs) So thank you to everyone who listens to the show. Okay, we need to end this now. We've just jumped the shark. Yeah, and that's why we'd like to announce that after six months, (laughs) the good ship. Thanks for joining us on this ride, man. I'm shocked that we never really missed an episode except for that those two times. <laughs> <laughs> We're 11 to 13. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are we talking about next episode, unironically? Jason, we don't know because we're so behind. <laughs> Dude, it's Thursday. <laughs> the what are we doing for the next episode? So normally we would tell you at this point in the show what we're reviewing. Should we just figure it out right now? Sure. I, Let's do I Schindler's wanna... List. No. no! Pass me a tissue, please. That <laughs> <I> really. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. <laughs> what are we doing? Because I'm lying. Okay. Okay. Throw out that coffee cup. Wee wee. No, you don't have to. You don't have to do anything. I tell you to. It's very big, isn't it? It could be a flower pot. It's not that big. Yeah, it is. Look at. It. It's like the same size. It's bigger. Okay. Um. This is good podcasting right here. I think that next. Here's what I'd like to do, Jason. In the mail right now, I have a copy of Ran from Akira Kurosawa, the great Japanese not auteur. Samurai Jack or whatever you're going to get? <laughs> no, not that. Oh. Um, 
That's an anime. It looks like a very weird, very colorful, strange, slightly surreal samurai flick. It's going to be really hipster, but he's critically acclaimed. I think we should do that. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Ram movie. Should we do like an actual sunlight? Um, let's look at this. Actual sunlight. Okay, look good. at this. Look at this dude. We got Melodrama by Lord coming out this year. Is that that's not out already? No, it? it's uh, check it. I'm checking, but it's July. I think it's I July 23rd. Yeah. Why you tell me that I know? Tell that. me to check it, and now you're. Well, because you're so slow. Melodrama was. It was released, released yesterday. Excuse. No. No, tomorrow. It's, oh. Whoa! Oh, that's cool. Okay, so it's coming tomorrow. <laughs> so we... Um, uh, do we want to... We, heck, so many we albums. have to buy it. Because it's not going to be... No? Well, that's no, fine. It, we I, will not be able to listen to it for free. I'm good for $5. Um, no, you have to buy the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. I bought 68 but you also got the t-shirt, so... Yes, you dirty scumbag, because I paid for that, too. Oh, wow. Okay, so Melodrama... But just look at this. Melodrama Lord's coming out. We got new Killers coming out oh, pretty soon. I'm so excited And for that. new Arcade Fire, which no, we... No like, one cares. No one cares. I'm definitely going to give that yeah. a listen. Yeah, yeah, we'll review it. Uh, let's see. This is a crazy year for music. Can we just do actual sunlight, let's, though, and call the day? I like how this is completely just devolved into us just farting around. We can cut it. I just we want don't to, need to cut no. this out. Who cares? Yeah, it's going to stay in. No, it's not like we're losing listeners, uh, right, it's guys? everything now. Guys, hello? There. Ben's, like, pulling into his driveway, like, oh, Lord above. When will my... Oh, it's not even called that. Everything now. I'm Johnny's listening, like, when will my husband return from the war? Yeah. No, no, that's not it. Look at this album. Cut. I've seen it. I've Isn't seen it. Isn't it gorgeous? It is. I would like what to, yeah. a gorgeous album! We're talking cover. about the Arc- Arcade Fire's upcoming album entitled "Everything Now." Everything has beautiful now? album art. Such good album art. Who oh knows what the album's going to be like? It's because they're loaded as heck. Wow, do they ever? He looks so pretentious. I just want to slap his face. Because he's from Quebec, man. Okay, that's true. <laughs> Don't rag on him just because he's from Quebec and he's stupid. Yeah, true. Um, but we got that, and yeah, new Killers, which is wild. Uh, I have high hopes for it. So, I just so really would like to do another do game. What's that, red? Yeah. So, yeah. we highlight all our stuff. We color code all our stuff. I think we mentioned that before yeah, in an episode, so. but who cares? Nobody listens. Um, by, by which we mean, ideally, we would color code it, but since we're never ahead, it's always just black. Yeah. That's not true. Um, so, if we're doing a film, personally, I think it would be so much fun to do Papers, Please, or mm, Actual game. Sunlight. I said since we're already doing a film oh, with Rand. I, I see, since we're doing a film. We've done so many albums lately. Uh, and we did books uh, not that long ago. Because we did uh, do Android's Dream of Electric Sheep. I think uh, Actual Sunlight would be an interesting one and a foil to like a silly Akira Kurosawa movie. Silly? Well, he's like a little bit absurdist, isn't he? I don't think that's really You don't silly. think so? It's an adaptation of Shakespeare. It's like the most highbrow thing we'll have ever done on this show. No. It's Jason. Casablanca. Jason, no. Casablanca's like everybody's seen Casablanca. So does this that, is everybody's Jason, highbrow. shut up. This is a 1980s adaption of a Shakespeare play <laughs> by a Japanese die. director. <laughs> I tried to slap him again. Second time again. this episode. Over for 2, you failure. Don't worry, I'll punch you in your sleep. Yeah. Um... He's like, that'll show him. Yep. <laughs> As he lays there gasping. Okay, let's kill it. I would. Well, like, buddy. 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 We could do Electric Mud by Muddy Waters. Oh, that would be sick, too. Should we do it? But we've done so many albums, and we're going to do so many more with upcoming stuff. Let's. Can we just do I mean, a game? What about, we, what? Ma, what about Melodrama? Because that's coming out tomorrow. I guess. It's pretty immediate. Just do me a promise. I think this Mountain Dew is giving me a slight headache. Yeah? Yeah. I think it's the aspartame's killing me. There's no aspartame in that. Are you sure? That's not diet. Water, sugar, white grape juice, concentrate. Why is is there grape in it if this is citrus citrus one? Grape is citrus. White grape juice, concentrate, citric acid. Citric acid. That's what's giving me the headache. Natural flavor, sodium, Sodium benzoate. benzoate. Concentrated orange, orange juice, juice caffeine, caffeine, gum, gum arabic, arabic, 
Sucrose red 40. That's a little trouble. Isobrutate acetylene. Mm. All the stuff. What's your review? Here. What would you give your Mountain Dew out of 10? I would give this a 7. I'd give it a 6.5. Yeah. I got like, a little was, tired of it, right. yeah. you know, partway through. Pretty big cans. It is a pretty big can. I'm not too much of a soft drink guy, but yeah. since it's a gift and since we were podcasting, live it up. Send it. Send um, it. So well, I'll let's put... just do a game. Just promise me we'll do a game soon. <gasps> just like soon. Sure, we can do a game soon. Like As in never. If we order, what about, what if about... we order the Bioshock collection, we can do Bioshock Infinite in a month. Oh, we could, or we could do like Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, or something else that we've been playing. That'd be good. Rocket not... League. Lovers in a Dangerous Space our Time. Is of... a... Our review of Rocket League would be a scream that and goes cry. on for <laughs> one half of an hour. But those games aren't really that story driven. Like they don't appeal to people who don't like games. They're fun, though. They are fun. People who don't like games would like Rocket League. And probably Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, too. Probably. Okay. Let's, this is, this <laughs> you is just no longer really shot yourself in the foot there, This is you? no longer okay, a Okay, yeah, bye, everybody. <laughs> See results of it. What did you just do? You just butt slam my shelf? I got a big fan of you. <laughs> 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 we're putting that at the end. <laughs> Pitched down and distorted. I got a big fanny. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>